You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 82. We'll be catching up on all the Star Wars, Marvel, and DC news post San Diego Comic Con. I'm Ronnie Rose, Tim. I'm Troy, and, and I like uh, hot toys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sanjay. Troy, this is your last podcast as a quote unquote single man. That's no. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, after this, you're just going to be so bubbly and so excited after your marriage. Yeah. You're walking down the aisle this weekend. Going down. Are yes. you going to be walking down to Imperial March, the oh, Star Wars Darth Vader song? That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Don't put that in my head now. <laughs> One thing, this we throw a curveball at, at court here because the, the girls are working on wedding stuff all day here. So maybe you should ask to walk into the reception because I've told this story before, but I walked into that yeah. at a reception, and that's it's a nice compromise. Oh, I love that. I love that idea. That's, that's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so we're elated for you here, and we're going to be Cheers. there yes. celebrating, tipping a few back here on right. Saturday. But I thought we'd take the opportunity here, just to the first five minutes, and because Sanjay and I have been married for a few years each, not together well you never know i mean it is 2017 <laughs> true not that you're not an attractive man but we do Thank have you. wives and children to think about <laughs> that's right yeah but i thought maybe we could impart a little bit of wisdom to troy here to just to you know you've been with your fiance for as long as we've been with our <laughs> girlfriends slash wives and all that but yeah as married men maybe we have a little bit of insight here and yeah. i'm gonna throw it to sanjay here uh-oh what is something that you want to tell troy oh. about marriage that he should know about all right little troy yeah. um you know so i don't know you know <laughs> i'm gonna tell you some advice i have no idea where this is going. <laughs> neither do i i'm just gonna wing <laughs> it to the seat of my pants yeah okay <laughs> Okay, so Troy, um, in on the wedding night, there's going to be certain expectations that you know you and your wife will be going through, and I know like you know you young kids today, you know you do your things before marriage, but you know, you you know you kind of just save it up for marriage, and you know if you need any tips or tricks or counseling or no not counseling hopefully not counseling i mean hopefully your wedding night isn't that horrific where you know you need counseling but you know if you need any like you know manuals or any like anything at all you know just come to me and i will you know give you some advice impart some wisdom for you to make your wedding night you know just that extra special Special night. Appreciate yeah. it, man. You can tweet him at Sunjabi. We'll <laughs> get back to you almost right away. Also known as the love guru. <laughs> I was just say that. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I got a little bit for you. I'm not going to go down that particular road. Uh, I'm going to kind of just pass on a little thing I learned about collecting mm-hmm. in the marriage world. Okay, okay. here we go. Okay. I, I, this. I think you're quite familiar with this. It's... um. Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But sometimes it's easier to show up with a hot toy and say, I'm sorry, sweetie. I will cut back next year. Yeah. yeah. Next year. Maybe after Force Friday 2, but just ask for forgiveness. I just love say, that. I'm sorry. 
but you still have the hot toy. You should put that in your marriage vows. I'm going there though. Yeah, I'm doing it. You doing should. It you should in your marriage vows be like, and I promise, you know, that every year I can get at least one hot toy, and then every year you can get I don't know whatever whatever her little heart desires. For sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's a good compromise. Yeah. Love it. Compromise. That's what marriage is about. Sometimes, though, it, when collecting, there is there is that aspect of it. But sometimes it's okay to hide things <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> Be like, oh, that thing? That's old. I got that last yeah. year. I had that one as a kid. Yeah. It's $150 charge at EB Games. Don't worry about it. It was something for the nerd room. The guys yeah. are going to pay me back. Yeah. Review and stuff. You know, it's a write-off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to go to the EB Games. I'd never even seen this before. What are you talking about? Oh, let's call the bank right now. You know, let's dispute this charge right now. <laughs> well, that's that's some good advice. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. If you guys out there got advice for Troy, make sure to tweet him. Yes, at Troy the boy eighty seven. So the know. big day is this Saturday. Yeah, it's going down. And this so Saturday. you guys are going to get married. I mean, you know, you're a big Darth Vader fan, Anakin. Yes. Uh, yeah, Anakin. There you go. And yeah. uh, so are you going to, you know, do your marriage kind of like Anakin and Padme in uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Uh, oh, okay. You know, I like that setting. Actually. Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty nice. Pretty romantic um, in the flowers. Yeah, yeah across the, the stars. Across the stars is the, yeah. the square. It's a great, great soundtrack. <laughs> Sanjay's <laughs> laying down some knowledge here because yeah. he did this spend the weekend lot. watching Attack of the Clones and Revenge. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to slide that one in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've been planning this all week. Yeah. I, I get like, the oh. I hate sand reference now. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Are you gonna put that in? You know, every time someone mentions sand, and you guys gonna stand up and kiss there? Just force choke someone <laughs> <laughs> well that's a great segue that's right mm-hmm. into our first topic here guys star We're trek st- oh <laughs> we gotta really work on your timing <laughs> we're talking star wars here star wars lucasfilm hasbro whomever controls all this is leaking like a sieve we are leaking like the trump administration here guys. oh shots fired <laughs> Not literally, because North Korea is getting a bit scary. <laughs> We're going to focus in on our fantasy world here for the next hour Much or so. safer. Yeah. <laughs> Toys are leaking. we got Force Friday 2 coming down the pike here on September 1st. Yes. I'm going to miss it. Unfortunately, I'm going to be away in business. But we've got a lot of information over the last couple of weeks as to what's going to be available at Toys R Us. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes on Force Friday 2 or within the next week or two after that. And the big things that were leaked to start with were the three and three quarter inch Star Wars The Last Jedi action figures. And now looking at this, this has been a line that I've been quite excited about. I've got the Rogue One, I've got the Force Awakens. I went back to collect the five POA, three and three quarter inch Star Wars figures. I love the card backs. I love the idea behind the cheaper $7.99 to $10.99 kind of price range. It's not too much out of pocket. You don't feel bad going and buying one or two of them off the shelf. They are usually quite flush on the shelves as well. And we got our first images here and a first look as to exactly who is going to be swinging on the pegs on Force Friday. And it's our usual crew here. We got Pin, Pin. <laughs> Good old Pin. <laughs> We've got Finn, C-3PO without a red arm, we've got Poe, we've got Rose, Paige, her sister, Stormtrooper, Chewbacca, Rey in her Jedi training gear, General Hux, Kylo Ren without a mask, as well as a very sad and sappy looking Luke Skywalker without his lightsaber. Again, so this is two figures that we do not have a lightsaber for with Luke. Now, I dropped an article on the website, thenerdroom.net, which kind of tries to speculate a bit as to why he does not have his lightsaber, the green lightsaber. 
I think it's because they're hiding something, a big plot point. If you remember back to the first Force Friday with Rey, no lightsabers on any of her action figures. That includes the Elite Series, three and three quarter inch Black Series, but then come post The Force Awakens, she's got a lightsaber and everything, even down to the Elite Series, which was a direct repack with just a blue lightsaber <laughs> for an extra twenty six ninety nine or whatever. And it was. did you get both of them too? I didn't actually. Really? I showed a little restraint because when they first dropped, I did not show any restraint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, like I said, I've been a big fan of three and three quarter inch five POA action figures, but I'm looking at these. I'm definitely gonna get them, but the card backs aren't doing it for me this time around. That's what really drew me in for the Force Awakens and Rogue One. These are pretty plain. They're white. They've got a little bit of that red splash, but they don't even say the Last Jedi on them. What do you guys think about these three and three quarter inch five POA figures? Are you gonna be hunting these on Force Friday? No, I'm still gonna pass. I stick to the six inch. But yeah, looking at the card backs here, um, not really pleased with the, the white background. It looks just very plain, very dull. Yeah. You know, it's kind of missing something. Uh, the Affleck looking, uh, the sad Affleck. It's <laughs> 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 kind of kind of disappointing. Um, but 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 the figures as a whole, they look pretty decent. I, I do like what they're doing. It's cool to see C three got his uh, his original golden arm back. Yeah, which is cool. I wonder if they'll split. Probably not. They'll probably do another comic one off comic book, right? Like they did yeah. last time, which would be cool. But I I just not feeling the design of the actual card backs. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there. I think that the nice thing about them, though, in light of maybe the card back not being as rich as far as graphically yeah. as the other ones is that we're not getting any chunks of plastic, any build the weapons or anything like that. Right. These are straight up figures. If there's no accessories to go with the figure in the movie there's no accessories in these three and three quarter inch what i think is a plus it makes the packaging actually look a lot better you don't have okay. this hunk of plastic in there mm -hmm. that detracts from the actual action figure because it has nothing to do with the movie it's just right. something to build or these kind of weapons that you you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's just for yeah. kids right yeah. but these look like they're three and three quarter inch aimed a little more at even collectors than they are at probably their prime demographic which is kids for this price point right that's a good point, actually. You know, and I have been noticing with Hasbro lately because I have just come off the heels of getting Spider-Man Homecoming Wave Marvel Legends Build-A-Figure. And what they've done now is they actually have a separate packaging for the Build-A-Figure Wave. Oh. So once you take that packaging out, you still have the original packaging oh, cool. for the Build-A-Figure. So it's cool. So it doesn't look like it's missing. You know, in yeah. the past, you, you huh. must know this all the time when you have your collecting, when you're collecting your um, your Build-A-Figures, you have that missing like arm in yeah. the packaging. But now you don't have to suffer that anymore. Well, that's so cool. It's oh. kind of cool. So big ups to Hasbro. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. They're doing big things. And yeah. like things like Hux has got a mouse droid and Chewbacca's got a pork. Yeah. Like this is fantastic. These yeah. little accessories are <laughs> way better than the other things that they were doing in the past. And it's apparently, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's also this force link, which you can see on the car, front of the card back here. And I think it has something to do with either a card or something that you may have to buy a separate piece to actually make the action figures talk. Oh, okay. Remember how they did, do you remember? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, yes. yes. And they had that big thing with the little chips on the bottom. Right. It'll be interesting to see if they're actually movie quotes because these come out a couple months before the movie, That's and if right. these guys are spewing off lines from the movie... Yeah. I hate sand. I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay are, gets that I now. get that now, yeah. I mean, that's why Troy never wants to go to the beach anymore. <laughs> I invite him all the time, and reluctantly, he never never accepts. So I don't know what's wrong with that. Because he hates sand. Yeah. <laughs> but the big release here, yakface.com actually dropped this. They kind of deciphered this from the three and three quarter inch release as far as the kind of codes they were using, I guess, within the retailers and that. But it looks like now we've got somewhat semi-official confirmation, but not really, that we got the Waves 1 and 2 for the Black Series for The Last Jedi. Cool. And this will be dropping on Force Friday 2. Apparently both Waves. I don't really know about this. This checklist that I saw over at Yak Face as well, it has both Waves, which seems like a lot of figures to be dropping at once. Right. 
we're used to just one wave on Force Friday, followed by a subsequent wave closer to the release of the movie. If we're lucky. If Here. we're lucky, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But here's what the waves look like. Wave one is going to be composed of, and these are case backs. So we're going to have two Darth Vader's. This is going to be the 40th anniversary oh, repack. Nice. On the normal Black Series card back. Nice. So it's two per case. We're going to get the Ray and the Luke separately that we did see at San Diego Comic-Con that Sanjay saw up close. Absolutely. It looked fantastic. Yeah. We're going to get a Kylo Ren without a mask in Episode Eight. Kylo Ren. Okay. Probably with a scar and maybe the Vader cape. Right. It'll be interesting if his scar is different than the Force yeah. Awakens one. Yes, because right? oh. yeah, apparently scar moves a bit. Yeah. Exactly. From really? the photos that we did see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more of a, I think, <laughs> something that looks a little better. Yeah. Oh, more okay. aesthetically pleasing than right. the scar. Makes sense. <laughs> We're also getting the Grand Admiral Thrawn oh. from San Diego Comic Con without the office and all that, but just the figure with the blaster. Okay. We're getting Harrison Dula. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, right? From Star Wars Rebels. So this is the figure that was supposed to come with the Qui-Gon wave. Okay. I believe they took it back and did some repainting to make it look a little better. Nice. So this is going to go nicely along with the Rebels that we've got already. Kanan, Ahsoka, and Sabine. Right. So this is going to be a hugely sought after figure. And then we're also getting a repack of the 40th anniversary Stormtrooper. So this actually goes way back to, I think, the second or third wave of the original Black Series. That's the same Stormtrooper. So we're getting that again. So we're getting a few repacks in this wave. And this is going to be followed by Wave 2, which has a repack of the Snowtrooper from, I believe, Wave 9. So this is the um, Empire Strikes Back Snowtrooper. And we're getting an Adat Driver again. And then we're getting a Poe Dameron figure. Brand new oh. from episode eight. Is he in the jacket or is he going to be I in his pilot gear? I have not oh, seen okay. this yet. No so right. maybe in his pilot gear. Maybe his jacket. I don't know. Right. We're getting Kylo Ren, which is a Terry Ford from wave one in this pack. We're getting a Chewbacca. And then we're also getting the elite Pectorian guard. So those are the red Snoke guards. Right. So they look pretty cool. And we're also getting that General Leia that we saw at San Diego Comic-Con, as well as a Finn figure. Oh, man. So, again, a fairly dense. <laughs> it's not quite as exciting as Wave 1. Yeah. But both these waves are looking pretty big. Yeah, Hasbro, take my money. This, this is great. <laughs> that, that first wave you, you mentioned just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. That's huge. I'm, I'm probably going to get Vader again. I've already spent like 80 bucks on two Vaders. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop another 30 bucks on this Vader. I'm going after Syndulla for sure. Yes. Um, wow, that sounds like an incredible wave. And then we get Leia too in that second wave. Yeah. Huge. Wow, that's incredible. Sanjay, can I convince you to come with me to Force Friday? Uh, this when year, is 2017? it? September 1st. 1st. So it'll be Thursday, Thursday going into a the midnight. Thursday going into the midnight. Yeah. Is the Friday a holiday? No. <laughs> well, it's a holiday oh, well, amongst it's Force Friday. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you if you can convince in, my boss that, you know, I need to come with you. Absolutely, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll just send you an adult with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the day before the Garth Brooks concert, so I'd like to get my beauty rest, you know, and get prepped for that. There right. you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. But, Trainer. you know, if it wasn't for Garth Brooks, yeah. you can blame him for me not coming. Fair okay. enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the other things that just may entice us to spend that much more money, and actually you putting into effect the wisdom that I just passed on, yes. is we're also going to get the two six-inch scale vehicles. Ooh. So the Ray with her speeder and the Luke repack, just not in the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. So that's Luke with the speeder. Oh, okay. And that's for Force Friday as well? Apparently. Wow. I don't yeah. really know. There's a checklist that's over on yakface.com. You go check that out. Yeah. And I'm just kind of reading off that. I don't know if exact this is supposed to be for Force Friday too. This seems like a lot 
of merchandise is going to be dropping. And usually we do get a lot of Legos and Pops and all right. this, but this is a lot of Hasbro related stuff. So I don't know exactly how much this is actually going to drop on Force Friday or if we're going to see this slowly come out between now and The Last Jedi. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. But one of the other big things here that I'm loving this, when I saw this on Yak Face, I freaked out. So we've got our GameStop exclusives. EB Games here in Canada, that's the equivalent, and they're usually pretty good about getting their exclusives in. So check this one out. Supreme Leader Snoke with a throne, six inch scale, GameStop exclusive. In the golden I'm guessing gear, so. I'm guessing. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Jeez, what yeah. are they doing here? Yeah. Okay. So oh, I gotta get my hands on that too. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh, Troy from his uh, wedding night there. The same noises you're making right now are the same noises you'll be making that night. Yeah. Wow, cool. <laughs> and there's a couple others that are dropping too. We've got an Elite Guards 4-pack. It's also a GameStop exclusive. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be, if that's just going to be four of the Victorian Guards or what that's going to be. Maybe one of these Executioner Stormtroopers that we saw in the trailer, which would be yeah. pretty cool. So keep a lookout for that. And there's also this Clone Commander Gree, which we did know was coming out. That was announced, I believe, back at Celebration. And our dude over at Tumbling Saber, Corey, Chop Rules with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> he did find a Clone Commander Gree, but he did find it at Toys R Us for a premium. He paid around 40 bucks for that. Wow. So these Toys R Us exclusives are getting up there, and I'm not too pleased about that. That's that is crazy. expensive. That's crazy. Yes. 40 bucks? Yes. And so we usually book. We well, exactly. We've usually seen this with the exclusive figures being a bit more expensive. Usually around $36.99. He's out in Quebec, so I don't know if there's just a slight uplift because of provincial sales tax or whatever, but that's still a lot. And usually what we've seen, we saw with the um the hover tank driver. And there's another exclusive that just swung on the pegs because they're over 35. Yes, the $150 TIE Fighter that we're looking at here. So this goes to my rule, sit on this. This These will cool. Mm -hmm. Anything over 35, with the exception of six-inch scale vehicles and all that, sit on it. I don't think they're going to sell. So we'll see. Sorry, Corey. I uh, hope that they are super <laughs> exclusive yeah. and no one yeah. else can find them except for you. But it's it's over my $35 rule, so I'm not picking this up until I see it get discounted. Yeah, with these exclusives, even with the Marvel Legends and uh, the Black Series stuff, it's definitely, you just got to sit on those. Like, look at Vader. Vader was 79 bucks at retail when it first came out. Yeah. Dropped oh. down to 59 and then went down to the 40 You know, a lot of these things, you got to sit down and, well, not sit down actually, on these figures, but <laughs> you just got to sit on it and wait. And uh, the prices will drop. They will. For sure. Yeah, that reminds me, I was looking for the Ghostbuster figures from the new Ghostbusters movie last year. You know, started at 30 bucks, got them for two bucks a pop. So, you know, you just sit on them. Yeah, well, there you go. Two bucks. Play the cooler, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. Just got to ride these out sometimes. And that's one thing that I've learned a lot in collecting recently is that sometimes you just don't have to get it the first day. Like, you do get in there, heat of the moment, you know, you get kind of that fever. And it's going to happen on Force Friday, too, oh, yeah. to both of us. Yeah. Or yeah. me, eventually, at some point. <laughs> but I'm going to get out there and get all these. Yeah. But there's a part of me, too, that's like, ah, I don't really have to go crazy. You know, sometimes it's better just to, like, play this out. At some point in time, you will be able to get your hands on that. Yeah, you might pay a little bit of a premium. But at the same time, it's better. I, I'm a sit and wait now, I think. Yeah. A, li a little more than I used to be. I'm still going to get caught up in the moment. <laughs> but isn't it hurt twice as bad as when you sit and wait and then you, like, you see it and it's like twice the price? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had this one. I can't remember. It was the Steelbook and I left it at Best Buy and I was like, oh, I'll pick it up later. Can't even remember what movie it was. And then like I didn't even really want it. But then when I came back and it was sold out, 
Then I really wanted it. I was like, oh, I can't believe I sat on this. Now I don't have it. Now I have to go online to eBay or go to Amazon and pay like twice the price. Yeah. It's that, crazy. That really hurts. But I find I've had more experiences the other way where I've overpaid. Yeah. And then had that, that pain coming out the other end where it's like, okay, I paid 150 bucks for this and it's now 60. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? I Like you, you have to pick and choose and you have to just, sometimes you just, pull the trigger and yeah. just take the risk and i did that with evader and i got burned yeah. i did that with the original boba fett in the black series and i got burned i overpaid for that right i paid like 50 bucks for it and then i found it for 25 at the disney store like a week later oh yeah so can you take it back get i tried money? but they wouldn't take it really just yeah. drop it and be like it's damaged well no this is from a, i got it from like almost like a hobby shop oh and so it was kind of like like, Dude, it wasn't like a Toys R Us or a Walmart. Uh, I'd just be like, hey, I'll return this with a Luke Skywalker in it. You know? Yeah. He's <laughs> still sitting there today. This yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Force Friday 2, we're going to be covering that. And we're going to have some stuff with guys on the ground, hopefully maybe from some of the other guys in the Commonwealth that will be experiencing it as well. We can maybe combine up and do something a little more in depth. But we will, running into Force Friday 2, as more news drops, we're going to be keeping you guys updated as both on the podcast and on the site. We're going to try to upload the images when they're officially released. I'm going to stay away, or we're going to stay away from uploading anything that is leaked images to the website for now, just to kind of stay away from getting in trouble from Hasbro or Disney or whatever. We don't want them going and shutting a brand new website down. <laughs> Bring on the lawyers. What are they going to do? Yeah. We yeah. got lawyers this here. This is a fan site. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, we could take on Disney. Yeah, I'm sure we could. <laughs> we got a whole team uh, of lawyers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you know a lawyer. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> but we're going to keep you guys updated on this as best we can and try to give a little bit of insight as to what we're hunting and what we're going after. I know Hera and Thrawn are going to be some of the more sought-after figures. Yeah. Luke and Rey are going to be up there as well. I would expect those Vaders to kind of linger a little bit yeah. in the first wave. And as we get a little more information, we'll be sure to keep you guys updated on all that. But as we roll through here, some of the Star Wars news, one thing I just want to touch on, there's another leak batch of images from The Last Jedi. And these were kind of close-ups, looked like more promo images or images maybe for the visual guide or something like that. And there's ones of Luke and Kylo and Rey, some really cool shots that we've seen already from the behind the scenes. But the big one that was released that I want to touch on briefly here was Supreme Leader Snoke. And we get a first real good look at this guy, this twisted, mangled-looking old man with the gold robe. What are your guys' thoughts on his look in The Last Jedi here? Um, yeah, his look is, you know, pretty similar to Force Awakens. But if you really look at it, it's a lot different. I mean, obviously, we got the gold now. We've seen in the hologram that he's wearing black. Even though it was a hologram, but I'm pretty sure he was wearing a black cloak. He's a lot more of a darker character. Now he's wearing the gold his skin tone too, it's not like grayed out because I know, again, we only saw a hologram in Force Awakens, but if you look at even like your, your Lego sets and whatnot, I think it's a Lego set. The but, leaked image, yeah. Yeah, he was like grayed out. Like a couple times for, maybe it wasn't the Lego sets, but a couple times for like like uh, figures or some of the promotional arts, you'd see that he's more gray yeah. and not the complexion that he has here. Look like Plagueis-like. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Where now they've, uh, they've, they've fleshed it out as a little different. But uh, man, the mystery still surrounds this character. Like, who is he? I'm starting to think he's just he's just Snoke. He's not any other pre-existing character. I would love it if he was somebody from the Clone Wars or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But um, all in all, yeah, it's interesting. It's a big take from, um, you know, Palpatine. You know, we have this bright kind of flamboyant looking character. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. He's so beat up and mangled. He's got a scar on his head. He burns, his throat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. His throat's all messed up. But he's got these big blue eyes. Yeah. Like who could this guy be? Yeah. Vader. So you know what, man? There's someone that pointed out 
on the internet not too long ago like the melted mask of vader kind of matches the melted face of this right. i don't like i don't think it's anakin not or vader all. or anything like yeah. that and i again i'm leaning more towards you and i think i've always been a little bit more on that side is that he's just an original character right. someone else and maybe he has connections far back to the jedi or far back to the sith mm -hmm. but i don't think it's a direct connection to the skywalkers right like that's just a bit too much i like the idea of him being connected to something bigger yeah but not something directly related to the story that we're kind of running through here as far as connection to family or or a deeper rooted connection to luke or whatever right that's right yeah no i still i'm a big fan of that theory that he was potentially one of the first yeah. of the remaining Jedi from beforehand and those Jedis then were a lot different than the Jedis that we all know today so that would be kind of cool and that's why Luke's saying you know the Jedi must end I don't know but... it would be such right. a cool play on the last Jedi having exactly. the first Jedi exactly. like that that whole I love that idea I that... eat it up yeah, yeah. full circle great. I like it Sanjay after all of your um, you know history lessons here of episodes <laughs> 1, 2, and 3 that's right what do you got from here what do you think yeah I love it it's kind of like a Liberace Vegas look like the gold robe it's nice yeah. you know it's, it's kind of you know <laughs> Some color to this i, I like it yeah. you know i dig it i'm thinking you know what if he is actually vader i don't know i'm just throwing it out there i i, I don't think he's vader <laughs> uh yeah stir in the pot yeah <laughs> uh to be honest i think i have to rewatch force awakens again because i only saw it the one time in theaters which is a travesty but i really got to see it again before we see oh 100 i think Last everyone's got to rewatch that yeah, yeah we got to have like a communal rewatch or yes, something going definitely on. yeah i got things rolling around my head for that Oh, nice. we'll put a pin in that one for now. Nice. <laughs> Done. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is, it's shaping up to be a very exciting and a very different movie. We've spoken in a lot of detail in the past about how this movie feels like it's going to be different. And I kind of spoke out and said, I'm ready for this tonal shift. I'm ready for even this, this shift in the ideals behind the Jedi. Yeah. I want a little bit of a different story here. And I think we're going to start to get that in this movie as we progress through into episode nine. And seeing images like this, I agree. This this guy is something ancient. For sure. I think he's an original character, and I love the way he looks here, and he just looks battle-worn. Yes. And it's appropriate for this. There's another really cool theory that Mark from Old Red Toxorus has been floating around for a while, is that the Sith have the ability, kind of like... The Jedi have the ability to be Force Ghosts, right. and the Sith have the ability to embody another body. You know what I mean? Oh, so, like, is this okay. idea that like there's a Sith, ancient Sith presence that's embodied... Snoke as the character and he's kind of controlling it and he kind of can pass that along. Okay. He's got a couple, he's got a really good theory up on the talkstores.co.uk website. Okay. Where you can go check that out where he's been, I, that's another thing I kind of like is mm -hmm. that he is again, something ancient, right. but the body we see him in isn't necessarily the it's body original. of the, yeah, the original character. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because going back to rebels, I, I feel like that show's kind of been prepping their audience too, to, to think outside the box of the original, you know, status quo of the Jedi and Sith. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we could be in for a treat and something different for sure going into uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. All the media surrounding the films has been really leaning on that. Mm -hmm. That get prepared for something different, whether it's Rebels or even Lost Stars. Yes. Rogue, like Rogue One, testing limits of right. people that are Force sensitive that aren't necessarily Jedi. So there's a lot of that being prepped for. And I really agree with you. I really think we're going down that path. For sure. Yeah. And speaking about Rebels... It's coming back. It's already August. Yeah. September is going to roll up on us very soon. And that's traditionally when we get Rebels debuting. And there's rumors going around that September 23rd, we're going to see the debut of Rebels with a one-hour episode titled Heroes of Mandalore. Now, this is picking up on the Sabine storyline, maybe even wrapping that up a bit and bring her back into the fold, into the Rebellion. 
And I believe at least part of this was screened at Celebration this year. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. We're going to be returning, Troy and I, with Star Wars Rebels Alert, our weekly podcast after show where we discuss a follow-up from each individual episode. Now, there's only 10 episodes this year, so we're going to be counting down. The first episode is an hour long, so that's two episodes. So we're going to have eight more weeks after that. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Nuts. Wow. <laughs> so are you excited for this one? Oh, completely. Yeah. I, I, I love Rebels. This has been good. It's, I've been hooked really since, um, you know, season one, but the season two trailer is just phenomenal go back and check it out that'll get you into the show sanjay go check it out <laughs> you know you're on that star wars path right is now. it on uh netflix no no it's so. not no. Uh, no it's not i think it's on the google play store yeah, okay it's on it's itunes as well iTunes? Yeah. okay is it on like teletoon or Cartoon it's on a disney xd okay every saturday uh okay so if they replay it i mean how many episodes are there there's there'll be four seasons so there's like 70 some odd episodes holy smokes. i think they play the well, old there's three episodes. seasons yeah there's three seasons going with about 22 episodes each right and, and they play the old episodes i believe before the new ones yeah they on xd yeah so you, you can catch up in a, in a hurry yeah. oh yeah no problem uh, Definitely. Yeah. well <laughs> my cousin back in ontario he was looking for something star wars related he's really into star wars and whenever i go home he's like oh let's talk let's go nice. uh, you know let's go watch rogue one and all this and he's like i need a little more content and i said try rebels i said clone wars is i've never watched it but yeah. it's a huge commitment it is yeah. you can blast through rebels in not too much time that's again it's 60 episodes or so give or take yeah. and he watched the first season while i was there loved it nice he's like man i said just get through the first season i said it's good yeah but as you progress further you get more and more embroiled in the idea of the ot and you get a lot of crossovers and you're getting characters you're familiar with and all that so just get through that and you're gonna love it and oh. he's just the on fire he's nice. just texting me all the time man i'm loving rebels it's so good <laughs> go, vader's here oh, yeah so man. twilight of apprentice he yeah. has to get to that episode oh, yeah. Nice. but yeah i'm super stoked for rebels to return and being the last season it's going to be an intense i think 10 episodes yeah, oh definitely yeah like yeah. it's we're gonna see thrawn here i'm about halfway through his book okay hopefully i'm really really praying i got a theory i'm gonna wait until these episodes drop i got a theory as to where thrawn could go Cool. during the OT and where he could be maybe pop back up eventually in the timeline after Return of the Jedi but we'll see there's a little bit at on Empire's End a little right. bit in the Thrawn book that kind of leans on this a little so we'll see nice so Rebels will be airing on Saturday and we usually drop the episodes on Monday so make sure you tune back in here when those start to kick up and we'll be talking Rebels keep it locked right here yeah let's do it I think it's time to swing over to DC Sanjay Woo! Wonder Woman we've Woo! spoken almost as much about it as we have <laughs> batman versus Superman. that's impossible okay we, someone <laughs> someone's gonna have to go back and tally every episode where we at least mention batman v Superman. it's at least 90 percent. oh guaranteed <laughs> the number one talked about movie of all time yes but wonder woman is talked about positively that's true and very much so <laughs> on this podcast and one thing we wanted to look back on here was box office we do focus in on this from time to time this is mm -hmm. a key thing for mcu retrospective series as well as every movie we do review we have kind of this vested interest in box offices we all seem to have a bit of a fascination with it and one thing that i find unbelievable and we have mentioned this before but wonder woman is the highest domestically grossing comic book movie of this year outgrossing guardians of the galaxy volume 2 which i thought was a way long shot and also spider-man homecoming now that's still got some legs to it here but we're looking at 
almost 100 million for Spider-Man Homecoming to catch up with it before it finishes its run. So Wonder tough. Woman domestically is sitting at 400 million dollars. Crazy. Over Guardians 388. And Guardian, I believe the run is done. You have to be so excited about this, Sanjay, that oh, yeah. this movie has done this well. I would have never <laughs> guessed that. Me neither. I mean, this is a huge win for DC. Uh, I, I'm the biggest DC fan, and even I didn't see this coming. To put it in perspective, if it grosses, I think, $3 million more, it'll pass Spider-Man and be the highest grossing superhero origin movie of all time. Really? Domestically, which is crazy. And it's only, what, $8 million away from Civil War? Which is crazy. I mean, that's impressive i mean this movie is taking on its life of its own if you look at every weekend i would follow it and instead of seeing like 50 percent drops you're seeing like 30 percent drops which is unheard of insane in the summer too especially yeah. for 2017 like this is playing like a movie in the 90s or the 80s where box office runs were way longer than they are today and you know, this movie struck a chord with audiences and critics i mean this is just a cultural phenomenon i mean 400 million dollars it's insane. I, I can't even fathom it. Troy, what's your thoughts on this? Oh, I love it. I love it. This, this is great. Um, And yeah, you're right. This is a huge one for DC. This is what DC needed. And it's really kicked the momentum of the DCEU full front now, you know, with uh, Comic-Con going on there. And we see uh, with uh, the Justice League trailer, the first thing we see is Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. So I think she's going to get a huge push and, and she deserves so because she's really been the best thing they put out in their movie universe. I still like Man of Steel more. That's, that's one I really do like. But I feel like all those movies are pretty divided. But I feel like everyone's pretty much on the same terms with this movie that everyone agrees that it's it's a good film so yeah great job to for dc and wonder woman and they've announced wonder woman 2 yes. so i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah good job they've also announced too that she might even be showing up in the flashpoint film yeah a little yeah. bit of tony starkism eh yeah i think we're gonna see her pulled throughout this universe exactly like you put it it's gonna yeah. be tony stark yeah. yeah, and she's going to play a big role, I think, more so than even Affleck as Batman. That is the character you think they even start to play with that a bit with Suicide Squad, yeah. Batman yeah. vs Superman. What we saw at the end of or the through Justice League and that through the trailers we've seen. Yeah, but she seems to be the one that's now going to take that mantle and kind of walk around with it and be like, Wonder Woman's here, guys. Don't forget, it's the same thing, the Iron Man effect. Don't forget, Iron yeah. Man's in this movie. Yeah, this I think we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah, you know, and I think that goes back to the last episode we, we mentioned uh, with uh, the Rebirth movie. I think Rebirth now is going to become, or Rebirth, um, sorry, the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love Rebirth. With the Flashpoint movie now, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be more so uh, kind of like the the Civil War to Captain America. Like, it's Flash's movie, but it's really like an Avengers or Justice League yeah. 2.0. Yeah. Right, or 2.5. Um, because obviously, going back to... Um, the Flashpoint movie or the comic book, Wonder Woman had a pretty big role in that. You know, it was a reverse role where she was kind of the villain. Yeah. And Aquaman was the villain. Yeah. And I think it'd be pretty cool to see that side of her, Gal Gadot, make that performance in this film. And I, I think, you know, sooner or later, we're probably going to hear an announcement that Aquaman is going to be in this film. Mm -hmm. Because I think you can have both those two, Clyde. And I, I still have my money on it that we're going to get a Batman in there, two Batman, uh, one probably played by Jeffrey D. Morgan as oh, the father. Oh, can't wait. Thomas Wayne. Thomas nice. Wayne. Geared up, and then we'll get uh, introduced to a new uh, younger Bruce Wayne. And a film, new Joker. Maybe. A female and a, and a Joker. Joker. Really? That's right. Yeah. Martha. Martha, the, what's her oh, name from, from Walking Dead? Maggie? I think it's Maggie. Is this like a real thing? 
What, oh, what yeah. were the flashpoints? Uh, or is this from the comic books? Or is this, like, this is from the comic books. Oh, yeah. 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 Like announcement. No, no, I wish. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, in, in the comic books, instead of Bruce, instead of Bruce Wayne being the survivor of the incident in, in uh, Crime Alley, yeah. um, basically oh. Thomas Wayne dies and Martha died. Or Thomas Wayne and Martha both live. Yeah. And Thomas Bruce becomes dies. Batman, Bruce dies, and Martha becomes Joker. Yeah. Right. So that would be pretty epic. That'd like, be pretty crazy. Yeah. Being a linchpin movie, or what appears to be a linchpin movie for this universe, mm-hmm. you almost have to have everyone in it. If they're going to do. reboot or whatever you want to call this, mm-hmm. they're going to yeah. kind of skew the timeline a bit here yeah. to fix a few Course things. Correct it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is the characters you need in here. You for need sure. your strong characters in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's the way to go. Right absolutely agree it'd be interesting because ben affleck's batman and henry cavill's superman really don't play a big part in the comic books this is more oh yeah sorry yeah yeah Yeah. like this is more like the secondary characters of dc and dc hasn't really done a good job up until this point really promoting those characters and making movies of them i mean besides wonder woman can you name another non uh batman and superman dc film that people loved Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. But I think Batman as a whole will always sell. And in this movie with the Flashpoint, you do have the option of focusing on Thomas Wayne's Batman, which is a huge push still. So essentially, yeah, we won't get Bruce Wayne, but we'll still get Batman in this film and so, with guns. Yes. And, you know, I was just going to say, do you know who would be the perfect director for this movie? Zack Snyder. <laughs> You would. Think about uh, it. Think about it. The Thomas Wayne with the guns and the, the Latians against the Amazons. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. To he see is an amazing action director. I, I don't want to say, I know Zack Snyder is going through a tough time and all that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll refrain. They need someone new to do this. Yeah. They need yeah. fresh blood. They need the, the DCEU's Russo brothers to take right. this on and move this in the direction towards a Justice League 2. I don't even know when this comes out. But 2020, I believe. 2020. Okay, so it's going to be post Justice League 2. Well, they haven't announced Justice know. League 2. Yeah, right? Justice League 2 so that's why I think announced. this would be like the Justice League 1.5. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then yeah. Justice League 2 is kind of the fallout from all of this. Maybe like the Most regrouping likely. of the team. Exactly. And all this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, wait so, and see. So we'll see. a little bit of excitement, momentum yeah. building here. Yeah, I, I got to say, you know, last year we mentioned our most anticipated, like this was not on my list at all, Justice League. And now, like since Comic Con and Wonder Woman, like, I'm on board. Like yeah. Jason Moe is killing it, and so I like to I'm hear. pretty excited. I got my Justice League shirt on right now, actually. Like, <laughs> Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, right? Yeah. Doing so, Batgirl, doing this. Are we all gonna go opening night? I'm there now. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. totally there now. We'll sure. all dress up as different members of the Justice League. Yeah. You're definitely Wonder Woman. I was gonna say Aquaman, but sure, <laughs> I can I can be Wonder Woman. Our boy Brad. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, he did dress up as Wonder Woman for his bachelor party, so, and I got yeah. some. Quite flattering photos <laughs> of his. He can blend it to you. It's a little sweaty, probably. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's a dry cleaner. <laughs> All right. Wonder Woman, big success. She's going to be moving probably through the DC Extended Universe in different movies. Now, let's pull this back and look at the Oscars. There's been some rumors going around that Warner Brothers is going to make a big push for Wonder Woman to be nominated for an Oscar. I don't know what particular categories. I'm going to go with probably director, and there's going to be, yes, of course, the CG and all that. But do you think Wonder Woman, outside of the normal categories that the comic book movies fall into, sound editing and all that, do you think they deserve a nomination for something else, like acting or directing? Do you think it could be the first movie to take that big step outside of The Dark Knight? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I think it deserves it, to be honest with you. Especially director Patty Jenkins did an amazing job. Um, and Best Picture. There's 10 nominees now. 
Um, ever since the Dark Knight got snubbed, they've decided to double it to 10. And I honestly can't think of nine other movies that I like more than Wonder Woman this year. And I'm not alone. I mean, if you look at the critics, this is sitting at, what, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes? As I say, this is a cultural phenomenon. Um, young girls are going to see this in droves. Young boys are going to see this in droves. Adults, uh, men, women, uh, seniors, everyone's going to see this film. Everyone loves it. Um, and it's made a ton of money at the box office. I, I cannot see this and not being nominated. With everything it's done, I think it has to be nominated. Do you think this is a more well-put-together movie than, say, Civil War or The Winter Soldier? Uh, like, I don't know. If it's we, tough. You know, I don't disagree with anything you yeah. said there at yeah. all. But is that enough to get it nominated for an Oscar? I think a lot too depends on the competition of the year. True. I don't remember last year or when Civil War came, or when Winter Soldier came out, like what it was up against. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Boyhood and was, I think uh, Whiplash. There's a, there's a couple heavy hitters. That yeah, year, for sure. And yeah. I definitely think Winter Soldier. If it was nominated, I wouldn't have bat batted an eyelash. No. I think it deserved to be nominated. But I think I think yes. I think this is this is the one to lead those comic book movies and the superhero movies into the light and be the first one. I'd love to see it, but is it time for the Oscars? And is this the movie that they're going to use to say, "Look, it's about time to acknowledge this genre because it is basically putting and lining pockets here, and it's allowing us to make these other movies because we can depend on these tentpole movies to bring in the cash." But now we're getting the quality out of them too. They're not just cash machines that right. are going to go up and say, here's my Transformers. Give me my billion dollars so we can fund our other projects. Right. Yeah. So I, I just, I still don't know if Hollywood's ready to take that step, but is this the right movie to do it? Maybe, maybe. I like, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the fence here. I know because I, I don't want to say no, because yeah. I, I agree the movie deserves some sort of recognition, but is this the movie to break through that glass ceiling of the comic book movie genre. I know I'm kind of paralleling that. So <laughs> maybe not the right way. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. What was the last big sci-fi movie to get nominated for Best Picture? Is it Avatar? Martian. The Martian? Yeah. But like, that wasn't really like... I, mean, I guess that was sci-fi, but I'm talking about like like aliens and oh, like something like... Sci-fi like, fantasy? Yeah. Like I think Avatar is the last one. Yeah, probably. I was gonna say Gravity, but that's not sci-fi really either. But no. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it necessarily deserves to be nominated. To be honest, I think, and I just mentioned so many good things about the DCU, but I yeah. think Winter Soldier out of any comic movie since The Dark Knight was was worthy of that. I think even I'm not gonna say Spider Man should get an Oscar, but I think Spider Man's. Uh, you might be a little biased there. No, I don't no, think Spider Man no. should win every Oscar. <laughs> no, Spider Man shouldn't win, but I'm just saying, like, to compare uh, tomato scores, it doesn't really matter because yeah. that's at a higher score yeah. than Wonder Woman. And I would think that movie should be nominated. And I, that's my favorite movie of the year. But I yeah. mean, the other thing is, too, it's so early into the Oscar season. Like, we just had, like, Detroit come out with yeah. uh, my boy, yeah. Boyega there. And, and I heard, Anthony Mackie. And Anthony Mackie. And I heard some really good Oscar talk right there already. Um, I just don't see, like, for director-wise, to be honest, I felt like the movie fell a little flat to the third act there. Yeah, so it's, I, I, it's not a... Yeah, I think you, you go back to our I mean? review, but it's... Like, I don't want to knock this movie down. Yeah. I don't want to spend the time yeah. saying, no, it doesn't deserve it. But right. you're right. It doesn't have that strong third act right. that mm -hmm. maybe a full and complete movie that deserves an Oscar nomination should have. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really hard to say at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I think WC or WC, WB would push it though because it looks good, right? Yeah, I mean, they, have to, they have to. They have to push it. Oh yeah, right, they're gonna push it. But for, for me, where I sit right now, I just don't think it should be the top or in the ten categories for uh, best film. 
yeah. director. Yeah. So, I mean, that's totally fair. I mean, that's why they vote on these things, right? Exactly. Yeah. But Patty Jenks is great because she had Monster, right? Monster yeah. was Oscar. That's nominated. right. And do you think Gal Gadot deserves a nom for Best Actress? No. no. no chance. She was good. Yeah. But when you compare her to some of the other... I just I don't think so. Like, yeah, it's it's hard because I don't want to spend this episode knocking it down. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's you got to put things on that even playing level. It's that perspective, right? Yeah. The one thing I compare it to is when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, the first one, Johnny Depp got nominated for Best Actor mm-hmm. as Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that's the character, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh man, it's been so long since I've seen those movies. <laughs> and uh, you know, I could totally see like her getting nominated as well because like her performance kind of mirrors that in terms of the praise I'm seeing, and it was a big tentpole movie. So you never know. I would bet against it, but I certainly hope for it. Yeah, I'm all for surprises. That's right. And speaking about surprises, <laughs> and my segues are on point. <laughs> let's let's shift a little bit to the more hilarious side of DC. All right, let's do it. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Mustache Gate. Oh, this was yes. my favorite part of the internet over the past couple of weeks. So, story behind Mustache Gate in the DC Extended Universe is Henry Cavill was pegged to do reshoots for justice league but he's currently shooting mission impossible 6 for paramount and in that movie he has a bit of scruff and also a wicked mustache (laughs) now because he's under contract with paramount they i guess can control his facial hair and they said to wb absolutely not he's not shaving anything so he's gone through his reshoots i guess with a beard and a mustache and WB, I'm almost certain this is real, but I'm still not 100% on it. But apparently WB is spending a ton of money digitally erasing his facial hair. Wow. So there's going to be a lot of, you can tell the reshoots because it's going to be him looking away. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. So yeah. It was, you go online, check out the memes. We won't spend much time on this, but it is quite a funny aspect oh, yeah. of these Justice League reshoots. A nice light tone to what, is being called very expensive reshoots. Did you uh, see the director of Shazam? uh, I think Adam Sandberg, he posted like a fake script of Shazam and it has a whole scene between Superman and Shazam with Superman twirling his mustache. (laughs) Yeah, He's like leak script of Shazam and then everyone's going crazy until they got to the end. They're like, oh, he got us. (laughs) That's awesome. And Henry Cavill responded to it. Everyone kind of played it up a little bit. So it was a fun aspect of the internet. And you go look at all the mustaches now drawn on Superman. Awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah. El Supermano. <laughs> all right, guys. Last topic for the day. Let's talk a little bit about Marvel. And something that broke last night was the first image of Cable, Josh Brolin. This is right on his Instagram. Go check it out. I retweeted and all that. This character looks absolutely friggin' incredible. He, we've got the cybernetic arm. We've got the cybernetic eye. Josh Brolin is jacked. The hair looks good. He's got the white hair. Oh, nice. What do you guys think about this? The pockets, the grenade. Yeah. He's got everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, um, yeah, you mentioned the pockets. That's that's Rob Lightfield right there, right? Right, you yeah. Know, the man of pockets and, and the Jim Lee era of uh, the X-Men. But you know what I got to say? I think for the movie, it looks awesome. And I'm probably in the minority here. I'm like, uh yeah, but I think for the movie it makes sense. But I, I'm still wanting like that that just brooding cable. And this guy's huge. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't think he can get any bigger. But he looks he looks cool. I'm I'm excited. I I really like the uh, the eye, the glowing eye. Yeah. And yeah. The arm obviously he has that um that techno virus going yeah. on right because he's the yeah. son of um, Cyclops and the son of the clone Jean Grey. So it's not yeah. the original Jean Grey. So 
Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I just I hope they made that connection that his origin state true. You know that he is the son. Yeah, Nathan Summers. Yeah, they got to do that. Apparently, they're doing time travel and all that. Hopefully, okay, nice. Nice. I'm excited. So they got to correct that universe because you're you're right on their tails, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fix your timeline. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, it looks really cool. Um, I'm super excited for this movie now. Before this image was released, I'd kind of forgotten it. We've gotten so many superhero films. This one had kind of fallen through the wayside, and I'm like, oh, yeah, now they're making Deadpool 2. So that goes right up to the top of my list. I think it comes out next year? Yeah, next March or something. Next March. So it's coming up, you know, fairly soon, right in between or right before Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know when they stick to that February date because that's what they had in 2016. Yeah, February is Black Panther. I don't know when this comes out. But But it'll be cool to see uh, Deadpool, Josh Brolin's Cable, and... um, they're uh, Domino. Yes. Domino is also released too. Yeah, right. Yeah, looks awesome. Together. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's like the look they're going with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Huh. And it it all fits that Deadpool universe. Exactly. That's right. The this isn't thing. the big blue cable that we're yeah. kind of used to from Liefeld and all that. Yeah. But I think he looks incredible. Yeah. Like this is already one of my favorite images from the last couple of years. Like, I'm not a huge cable fan. Right. I, the only time I've ever really read him was in avx he right. played a small part in the lead up into that mm-hmm. and with this kind of ominous he's going back and forth in time and all this right. but he looks awesome yeah like i'm super stoked for this i, I really like the photo you tweeted me that oh. one i really like more yeah. actually when he's like flexing i was like oh shoot yeah. <laughs> mad game yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> josh brolin's massive massive like yeah. he's as big as thanos <laughs> yeah in real life yeah. all right guys well marvel is doing something big here. We've got the MCU. We're going to leave that in the back burner for this week. But let's look a bit at the comics. We didn't talk much about the comics or the fallout from San Diego Comic-Con as far as Marvel is going because they're moving into another phase of, I want to say in our quotes here, relaunching, renumbering, and rebranding. Now we're starting off this next phase of Marvel comic books coming out of the back end of Secret Empire, which I'm still really enjoying. I think this is a great event Captain America, you know, not a lot of people are loving the idea that he's a Nazi and all this, but it's a cool, not maybe not cool, it's a a different take on a character that could and was going a bit stagnant with what they're doing with him. And I like what they're doing here. So I don't know where it's going. My guess is they're going to fix it all with the Cosmic Cube. But we are driving towards Marvel Legacy, which is this big company-wide reset to a degree. But before going into that, we are currently in the Marvel Generation semi-event. This is a 10-week event, 10 issues, one issue per week, that is focusing in on a particular character that has two iterations, a younger and an older version, and it's a team-up book. I had the opportunity to read Generations number one, I think it's called Hulks or something like that. And so it's an Amadeus Chow and a Bruce Banner team-up. And for me, there's still a little bit of confusion as to exactly what this is meant to accomplish other than being a cool story with both hulks one which is kind of dead kind of not yeah (laughs) maybe yeah i don't know so the this when you open up the book the generations books we get this this kind of quote it says an instant apart a moment beyond loosened from the shackles of the past present and future a place where time has no meaning so when i read that i'm looking at okay this is just a story that takes place wherever whenever and just an opportunity to get two characters together. Right. And then when you actually read the book itself, you kind of get a feeling that either they're passing the torch in these books and officially saying, look, Banner's kind of gone now. Right. And Amadeus Chow is now your Hulk. 
Okay. This new generation's Hulk. So I don't... We'll see what the next book is. The Jean Grey book is up next. Okay. And we'll see how Wolverine all that. I don't really know, like I said, what this actually is. But I'm getting a bit of a feeling is it's a bit more of a, a torch passing type thing. And this acknowledgement that as each new generation comes along, they're going to have their own characters. Right. And so you look at the parallels between the Miss Marvels and the Wolverines and all this... I think these characters are here to stay. This isn't right. a book about saying, look, we're going to put Amadeus Chow on the sidelines and Banner's back. Right. This isn't what this series was about. And I was kind of thinking it was a bit more of that. It was about kind of reintroducing our old status quo characters. Right. It's not really that. So as this bleeds into Marvel Legacy, which is, like I said, it's a relaunching of sorts we're going back to the original numbering yes it's a bit confusing okay we're going back to less events we're bringing back characters that we're familiar with so first things are you guys going to read generations at all do you think it's something that you need to get into before reading marvel legacy if you're even going to get into marvel legacy Cool. Well, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to get into parts of Legacy and parts of Generations just because, you know, there's going to be times with Spider-Man. Obviously, there's going to be times with Cap, I assume. So I'm definitely going to jump into uh, all that kind of stuff. The only thing is, is I'm kind of confused because, I mean, the, the passing of the torch thing, I just, I wish they don't, didn't hit you over the head with it. I mean, if you go back to the Wally West Flash or even Barry Allen's Flash way back in like the 70s, they killed off. Barry Allen's Flash. They gave you Wally West's Flash, and he was everyone's Flash for like from the seventies all the way up to like the late nineties when they finally brought back Barry Barry Allen, and that was just kids growing up. That was their Flash was Wally West. So I don't really know why they need to kind of hit you over the head and be like, "This is going to be your new Hulk now, Amadeus Chow." And I don't know if that's exactly what they are doing, but you know, there's kind of some confusion there, right? And uh, I'm not necessarily all, all on board of like being force fed a a certain character to be my new hero yeah. or new status quo or new mantle even you know so i'm kind of confused about that the, going back to the original numbering though i love I'm, I'm i've been asking for that because yeah. you know you and i and, and sanjay here we collect boxfuls of comics and i like having my spider-man 500 all the way up to 800 and yeah and so on an avenger so definitely excited for the renumbering and uh it worked well for rebirth going with um detective comics and uh, action comics yeah yeah so that, that bleeds into kind of our, our Marvel legacy talk here. And right. with Generations, I don't particularly know if you need it, but I would right. read it because it's going to give you a little insight as to what's happening. So we got to get through Secret Empire, yes. through Generations, and hopefully Mar hopefully it lines up, first of all. Yeah. Because Marvel Legacy is supposed to be this huge initiative to put the focus back on our core superheroes. Now, who those core superheroes are, who right. Marvel considers those core superheroes, is a bit up in the air at this point. Yes. We don't know if it's going to be Camilla Khan or Riri Williams or it's going to be Tony Stark or Captain Marvel. We just don't really know at this point. So it's a bit ambiguous, I think, the statement about it focusing in on the characters. But like you said, we're going to see this renumbering going back to, I think it's Captain America number 623 or something like Crazy. that. And we've got, what else we got here? Um, we've got Avengers number 672. Oh, oh yeah, that's going to look good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really look, cool. Yeah. But for an event, we'll say, or a relaunch or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. that the VPs at Marvel are calling the place to jump into, mm -hmm. how do you think people from the outside are going to perceive seeing numbers in the 700s, 600s, 500s? Like, this is going to be a little bit more intimidating, I think, for those trying to jump into 
a brand new set of comic books. When you read Avengers number, whatever it was, 672, you're going to think, well, I can't really get into that because no. there's decades of stories. And yes, there are. <laughs> but as being an entry point, I like the idea of renumbering personally. But mm-hmm. being as an entry point, I think it makes it a bit more difficult for people. Yeah, I don't. It's so tough for me to say because all of us going back when we got comics, we never jumped in at a really a, a, a number one. We all no. kind of hopped in at a, yeah. a, a 300, a 200 here or there. And, and it's been working that way for years. It's only kind of been recent for the last five years maybe they've been doing a lot of these renumberings yeah you know? that's marvel too yeah yeah for, for marvel and, and for, for the other part too you always got your trades you know most of these arcs are always done in six issues so every time you want to hop in it's always the sixth issue or so and they kind of make it known too when they're starting a new event yeah dc does a great job with every rebirth title they give you like the arc part one of this part two of that you do get yeah. that on the covers inside exactly. of it's like yeah whatever captain america right. and this is happening oh, yeah. okay so so that's pretty cool and, and i hope they go back to uh, the heroic age I, i'm like i i love what they're doing with cap right now and he's been bad and i love what they did with superior spider-man didn't really like what they did with tony when he was the superior iron man making him bad but after this i just want our heroes to be heroes and and no more fighting each other you know yeah. <laughs> no more going to war with each Can't other you just love each other you know yeah just work together and let's let's uh you know decrease that size of the avenger team and decrease the the x-men comics the, or at least the teams because it's kind of hard to follow when you have like it is astonishing avengers or the amazing Avengers, like all these different avengers I can't remember a couple of those titles, but there's just so many different Avengers, yeah. so many different X-Men, right? Yeah, it's hard because there's 53 issues dropping yeah. in this new Marvel legacy, which is a lot. It is. Yeah. Right? If you, to me, and I know I'm sounding like I'm beating this up a bit, but I'm, I'm actually excited for it. <laughs> but to me, you, you call it down a bit. We've talked a bit about this in the past, but yeah. you take that down to 25 titles and start with that. Yeah. And just say, here's our core titles. We're going to make this a little easier for people. And then you build up and you kind of go and maybe that's what they're doing. They're not going to dump all, hopefully they don't dump all these at once. Right. And you can kind of pick and choose. You can choose a few issues here and there. Ah, I don't really like this. So you kind of switch over as new things come onto the shelves. So yeah, I think that there's a real opportunity here for them to kind of course correct. Because the last few years, if you listen to podcasts and that, Marvel's been taking a bit of a beating and they've acknowledged that, right? Yeah. DC has really pulled their game together yeah. mm-hmm. and with his rebirth and all that, they've really found their footing right. and Marvel may be trying to parallel a bit of that, but also do their own thing to make it look like they're not copying what DC's done. That's just it. Right. But yeah. at some point you got to look at the MCU to DC extended universe. Sometimes it's okay to look over the fence and be like, okay, I see what he's doing. Yeah. I'm going to try to copy that just a bit until I get running and then I'll do my own thing. For sure. So yeah. it's okay to copy a bit, I think. Yeah. You know, as the only one here who actually doesn't read Marvel on a continuous basis, I've always loved Marvel. Like people, I don't want to give people the impression that I just hate on Marvel. Like I actually really like Marvel. I like a lot of their characters and a lot of their villains, and I really do want to get into the books. But honestly, they haven't made it easy for new readers. Um, Before a, the renumbering, or yeah, okay. yeah. Before the renumbering, like when I first got into comics from the New Fifty Two, DC made it so easy for me everything started fresh you know i could just jump in and i would try new comics and that's how i ended up learning that i loved wonder woman and uh aquaman and the flash and mm-hmm. superman and batman so you know, dc you know made it super easy for new readers marvel not so much i mean they're trying to do that here uh, i hope it works well because i really do want to read some marvel books it's just it's difficult as someone who's grew up in the 90s so you know when i read a book in marvel when i read a thor you know i expect it to be thor not jane foster as thor and i understand why they're doing it they're trying to create more diversity in their comic books and i understand that and i think that's great 
Um, but for someone like, you know, it's kind of comforting when you pick up a book and you pick up Batman and you see it's Bruce Wayne as Batman. So you don't have to ask questions like, okay, I know Dick Grayson was briefly Batman, but you don't have to and ask. Christian Gordon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> More, most recently. Sorry. Yeah. No, no worries. But it is kind of nice that, you know, the way my brain works, if I picked up a book and I saw Commissioner Gordon as Batman, I had to be like, well, why is he Batman? And then I had to go back and figure that yeah. out. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's easy because it's just like five issues ago or something. But then sometimes it's not. Like sometimes it's like 30 or 40 issues in the past. And you're like, oh, man. So I got to like go through all his backstory to find out why, you know, Iron Man's different or why Hulk is different. It's kind of it's kind of intimidating as someone who, you know, grew up on these characters see if spider-man wasn't peter parker i'd be like what he's not peter parker like i have no interest in this now you know as opposed like if superman wasn't clark kent it's the same to me like they're both iconic superheroes so dc has gone one way with all their heroes like aquaman is still aquaman all those heroes are still the same marvels has changed it up so it'd be interesting to see as you said when they say all the characters are coming back you know it'll be interesting to see what they mean by that and you know are we gonna get the x-men like the X-Men team that I grew up with, with Wolverine, Professor X, Cyclops, Beast, Nightcrawler, Jubilee, Rogue, Jean Grey. Uh, I think that's it. Like just pretty much the 90s cartoon. Yeah, It was course. like my X-Men. Yeah. So, you know, I'd love them to do a book like that, but they haven't. So yeah. I've kind of stayed away from them. Yeah, it's, it's a really hard thing to do. It's, it's finding this and striking this balance between the diversification that they've done, which I think is a really good thing. They've got yeah, a lot no, of good no, I agree, yeah. And also the status quo characters that have been around for 70 plus years. Yeah. And it's finding that balance. I think it's going to be the hard part. And I think that's what made this legacy, if it accomplishes anything, that's what it needs to accomplish. It's finding a true balance between Thor and Thor as in Jane, Jane Foster. Foster yeah. And just kind of going about that. But one thing here, you talk about jumping on points. The editor-in-chief at Marvel said that Marvel Legacy number one, now it's a one-shot, 50-page comic book. He said, and I quote, this is going to be the very best jumping on point in the history of comics. That's wow. Uh, that's a lot, Alex Alonzo. Okay, wow. wow. So I think this is a bit of a play because the Marvel Legacy number one is going to introduce the 1 million BC Avengers. So the very first Avengers. And that's going to compose <laughs> of Thor's father, Odin, uh, a star brand, a ghost rider. I think he was on a woolly mammoth, Phoenix, Agamotto, and a Black Panther. So it's going to be the first Avengers team. And then this book is going to kind of follow through the history of the Marvel Universe into, I guess, the current iteration of the Avengers. So it's going to be an cool. interesting book. But I think when he says the best jumping on point in history, it means it's going to be the furthest back that we're ever going to go in the Marvel Universe and not necessarily the best jumping on point for new comic book readers. <laughs> it's a little bit of a play there. Yeah. So uh, what does that come out? That comes out, I believe, in September or October. I don't oh, know exactly. Okay. I think September. And uh, they haven't put a price on it yet? or The 50-pager, it'll be probably six ninety nine. Whoa, 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 $6.99? Yeah. Well, what was Rebirth? I mean, Rebirth did the essentially the same kind of thing, remember? Five ninety nine or six ninety nine. dollars yeah. It was like three ninety nine Rebirth. Yeah. yeah, usually a double size. Like some of the double size Secret Empires were four ninety nine. Right. Yeah, yeah. If this is a 50-pager. Right. No, not even double size. Like, what are you, 22, 26 pages? So you're yeah. gonna be, it's going to be yeah. a big book. Right. Oh, but. man, that's that's expensive. I don't know if I... I was I was all on board. I'll shell it out, I guess. Yeah. 
give it a go. Yeah. I can just give you mine too. <laughs> no, 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 no. As a collector, I gotta have my own. There you go. <laughs> All right, to wrap this conversation up for Marvel Legacy here, let's do a little bit of a breakdown. So it looks like this isn't a reboot, but it's a relaunch. We're getting the renumbering. We're going back to 53 titles, Love one it. more than 52. We're going back to the 700s, 800s, Love 900s. Yep. So we're going to get some anniversary issues coming up here nice. with Spider-Man, Avengers, and all that within the next 25 issues or so. It looks like Spider-Man is going back to his roots, back to the Daily Bugle. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Cap is going to come back at some point. They did announce his new ongoing book. And on the title hat, it says, back in the fight to regain the support of a nation. So we're going to get old Cap back. Some of the heroes look like they're returning. Who knows if Odin's son is going to be Thor again or if we're going to get Hulk. Like I said at the top, end of events for now. And the last question I want to ask here, with Marvel Legacy, can you have a relaunch like this with a tag of Legacy without the Fantastic Four? We know we're getting the Marvel 2-in-1 that will feature The Thing and possibly Johnny Storm, but do we deserve a new Fantastic Four book? And keeping in mind that Hickman, Jonathan Hickman, who used to write the Fantastic Four, recently came out and said that the reason the Fantastic Four comic books ended was because of the dispute with Fox. So he says that sounds like, or he thought it was more or less public knowledge at this point, but that has been confirmed as the reason they shut down Fantastic Four. Right. Does Marvel Legacy 2 succeed or 2 maybe actually adhere to this Legacy tag need to have a Fantastic Four in it? Oof. This is a tough one. I think, I don't think we really need a Fantastic Four, to be honest, but it's tough because reading Spider-Man especially because he's like a, a billionaire right now, he owns the Baxter building. And there was a little foreshadowing him and Johnny were talking that, you know, I bought this building basically, Johnny, because one day I wanted to go back to you guys. So there is that little seed they planted that they will come back eventually. Will they come back? I really don't know. It's it's tough to say. They left it on such a cliffhanger too with Secret Wars, right? Yeah, he's just basically out there fixing the universe. Exactly. So I, I think we are going to get them back. I just, I don't know. I, I, I've i never been the biggest Fantastic Four person, but if it's to move like a bigger event, but I guess we're not getting any more events. So yeah. I don't know. I just I just want to see them wrap up that story with Secret Wars. And I feel like there's a lot of stories they yeah. need to wrap up. With just because they're so rooted in the cosmic universe. Yeah, exactly. I, that, and that's what I really love about Marvel. Yeah. That's why I want to see the Fantastic Four come back. Tell those stories. They don't need to be in the Baxter building. Yeah. Let's go out and, and in, you know, the scrolls and the Kree yeah, and all explore. that. Yeah, that's, that's like, yeah explore. Exactly. Yeah. More of that. More of that Hickman run. That was an exploration book. I want more of that yeah. for Fantastic Four. That lost Four. the space field. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sanjay, do we need Fantastic Four? I think so. I mean, they're Marvel's first family. Without Fantastic Four, you don't have Marvel today. They pretty much saved Marvel in the 60s, I believe, when they came out. So, absolutely. Um, they owe it. There's a huge still readership, I believe, for Fantastic Four. I don't know what the numbers were, but I imagine they were selling pretty well. I don't think they're ever no, they great. Oh, there, really? There's videos on YouTube that had higher views than than. than really yeah, it's pretty low i think it's under like ten thousand, and that was being nice I wow really I, I think it's all movie driven nowadays and yeah. so that changes my opinion uh maybe not then because you know everything's all sales based and if fantastic four is not selling but guardians is selling because the movie's hot hey you gotta go with what's hot exactly uh unfortunate to say um and i think it's all 100 percent driven by the movie if fantastic for the reboot the movie was actually any good and it made 600 700 million dollars at the box office of course we'd get a fantastic four comic but it was absolute dog shit and it made like 40 million dollars and so marvel's like yeah no we're not gonna put it out so they're not gonna sully their hands as you will with the fantastic four at this point yeah well i guess we'll have to wait and see i'd like to see it but if you want a little more fantastic four talk head over to our website 
thenerdroom.net, Mark from over at Talk Star Wars put up an incredible article which discusses the possible entry of the Fantastic Four into the MCU, and he drops some serious knowledge there, guys. Wow. Yes. It is... The, the things he connects up with, especially Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm going to tease a little here because we're going to just... We're going to get into it in a future podcast where I want us to talk about Phase 4. And this really, really pushes on Phase 4 of Fantastic Four. And some of the stuff he pulled out... Oh, man. Go <laughs> check it out. TheNerdRoom.net. It's called... Could the Fantastic Four enter the MCU? Check it out right now. That's Mark from what Talk Star Wars. Incredible. Uh, we're going to discuss it for sure in a future episode. Sure. Is it that awesome. good? For sure. My, my little spoiler, his Doctor Doom reference in there, like the origin of Doctor Doom, that had me off the top. Like, that was incredible. Like, the Baxter building? Yeah, he killed him on that one. I love <laughs> that idea. Yeah. Just go check that out. We'll yeah. tease that for now. We'll talk Phase 4 at some point in the near future for and sure. speculate here. Because I got some serious knowledge I want to drop about Skrulls and where nice. I think this whole universe is going. Cool. There's nice. some big things. Thanos is going to be big, mm-hmm. but the potential for Phase 4, if they do have the rights of Fantastic Four, right. is big. It is. It's huge. It is. All right, guys. Well, that about wraps up our News Catch-Up episode here. And I have to say one more time, Troy, good luck this weekend. Cheers. That's right. Can't um, wait. We're going to be there waving at you. Yeah, Bye. hopefully I remember everyone. I'm yeah. going to be pretty intoxicated. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, we better be in the speech. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing we're going to announce right here. This is this is for your fiance. This is yeah. Sanjay and mine's present to all this. We're doing a live podcast on the reception floor. That's right. We're going to be talking weddings in comic books and film. Yeah. yeah. So tune in next week <laughs> while you're on your honeymoon. Yeah. And we intrude in on your wedding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have the mic hold up and be like, can oh. you guys re-say that line, please? We didn't quite get it for uh, the podcast. Uh. Yeah, it's it's a little bit hard to hear at the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just replay the whole thing. We Oh, this wasn't recording? We're going to have to start again. <laughs> Commentino and outfits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we wish you all the best, man. Well, cool, thanks. Right. It's going to be a fantastic day of celebration. Oh, yeah. And if you guys would like to be a part of this show, not Troy's show, but this if show. If you want to be part of Troy's wedding, <laughs> uh, please send an email to... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You have to RSP, would you like beef or chicken? <laughs> you can get a hold of us on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can email us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our website, thenerdroom.net. You can also leave a comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages. And if you're out there out and about on the internet, maybe throw us a iTunes review or whatever, something, I don't know. But make sure to get in touch with us if you got questions, comments, whatever. We're always willing to listen and discuss on the episode. And speaking of which, our next episode is going to be a questions episode. So that's going to be dropping the week after, I guess next week, as they call it in normal world, normal words. I don't know. (laughs) It's going to be dropping next week. So we're going to be talking a few questions on collecting, the origin of the podcast, and a few others. So make sure to tune back in next week for that episode. And until then, gentlemen, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.